Welcome to another edition of The Purposeful Pitch. Today I'm joined by my colleague Soria Lapari for a conversation with Sonia Mays, President and CEO of Develop Detroit, an organization building vibrant, resilient communities and expanding opportunities for all residents to succeed. It's a great conversation about the resurgency of Detroit, one of America's greatest cities. Well, welcome to The Purposeful Pitch. Sonia, I appreciate you joining us. And uh, was looking at your uh, your website uh, for Develop Detroit, and and uh, you know it says build vibrant resident communities and expand opportunities for all residents to succeed. So I'm wondering how can you explain how you do that? Uh, so Develop Detroit is uh, predominantly and primarily a real estate development company. We happen to be structured as a nonprofit, and um, much of um, our work is really centered around uh, community and this idea that you can use traditional business principles, in our case real estate development, um, you can use those uh, to achieve some measure of, um, of community benefit. And so what we do is, um, as a firm, we look for opportunities where we can uh, invest in, um, in neighborhoods or invest in a particular type of, um, of housing um, with an eye toward creating neighborhoods and micro-neighborhoods that are appealing to a wide range of residents. So um, if you want to live in uh, neighborhood XYZ in Detroit, um, our vision is that that neighborhood will have housing that's appropriate or desirable for people at a range of, uh, of incomes. Uh, that neighborhood will also offer uh, um, attraction, neighborhood amenities for young people, old people, um, able-bodied people, disabled, just um, really being thoughtful about how you can use real estate to create these experiences that are inviting for the full range of residents. Yeah. Now, how do you, uh, how do you determine what neighborhoods you're going to work in? Mm-hmm. We, um, we do a strategic plan every five or so years. We're actually gearing up to do our second organizational strategic plan. In general, we look for I, uh, I, I casually call them tipping point neighborhoods, and so we um, we like neighborhoods that are uh, near uh, or adjacent to uh, growing, strengthening neighborhoods. Uh, we like neighborhoods like that where you can almost visualize if you put a little bit of investment or a moderate amount of investment, uh, they go down a path of opportunity, but if you starve it of investment or you ignore it further, that same neighborhood will tip in the opposite direction. And so, um, so really what we're looking for are neighborhoods that have um, enough, um, enough going on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're not quite, you know, no one would quite describe them as an opportunity neighborhood sure, today. Need a little, need a little bit of a, a push. push. Yep. Yeah. And are you a Detroit native? I grew up here, um, I am a public school grad. Um, and like many people who were up here, I just have had this lifelong um, appreciation and love for this city. So it feels really good to do this work um, yeah. in my hometown. I understand that you've moved or you've lived in New York and, and North Carolina as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long have, did you, were you away from Detroit? 
I was away for most of my adult career. So I left to go to college when I graduated from well, high school. Well, you're about 28 now. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> I don't feel 28. <laughs> this, this work, um, this work is uh, it's very long timelines. I uh, so I left when uh, when I graduated from high school and, and actually moved around. I probably lived in six to eight different places before I made way, made my way back to Detroit. Uh, the last place that I lived was in New York for about five okay. years. New York City. New York City in okay. Brooklyn. Okay. Well, now what you saw in Brooklyn. Have you taken that here when you moved back to Detroit to help inspire or use some of what you saw there here? It definitely gave me a reference point. It gave me a reference point for how, I tend not to draw these big sweeping uh, uh, parallels between Brooklyn and Detroit. I think they are just markedly different places, um, you know, if there's a commonality, it's maybe this, you know, kind of this working class ethos that you find in both places that kind of cuts through a lot of their art and culture and, um, and otherwise. But I certainly draw a lot of um, like parallels, not parallels, um, I um, use it as a reference point. So being in Brooklyn during that time helped me really understand how quickly development could come together and, um, and it also gave me some insight into um, who's most likely to, let, to be left out when, um, when, uh, when development starts to, um, to hit an, an area um, that hasn't otherwise experienced it for a while. Which is, I guess, is good insight for you based on what you're trying to do here uh, in Detroit to make sure that it's inclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It, um, it is, I very, very rarely use the word uh, gentrification, um, and I'm, I'm pretty deliberate in my avoidance of that, um, but um, it's probably the one word that you can toss out there and kind of get people to you know, clue into this concept of um, what does it mean, um, like, you know, what does it mean to have a neighborhood or a city change, and who 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 gets to make those decisions? Who gets to benefit from it? Who gets to experience it? To what degree? To what degree? And so, all of those questions are always um, kind of um, ever present in, in in our work and how I think about um, developed Detroit. Do you ever think about, um, I guess stemming from now, you're seeing everything that's happening with Detroit's revitalization, um, perhaps some of their, some projects or initiatives or um, partnerships that are taking place in um, Detroit could have been um, advantageous for, you know, that New York, Fort Greene boom? Gosh, they're just so different. Mm -hmm. You know, like the, the, the two places are so different. Um, you know, one thing that um, one thing that comes to mind is I, I didn't grow up in New York. I didn't grow up in Brooklyn, um, but I was around to watch the you know sort of the community fight over Barclay Center, mm -hmm. um, and you know I am um, I think that we've probably done Detroit has probably done better public private partnerships than 
what I believe I witnessed um, from the sidelines with the Barclays Arena. Uh, a little bit more bureaucracy in New York. Yeah. Not but that there's it, not here, but certainly in New York. Well, if you, if you think about what's going on on the riverfront, um, the riverfront and the riverfront conservancy is just a, a really, really strong example of what public, private, and community-oriented partnership can look like in Detroit. I mean, you have this prime real estate that um, is being stewarded by a nonprofit, but when you actually go out there on the waterfront, um, it is one of the uh, best regional examples of of, um, of inclusion that that I that I come across on a regular basis. I mean, everyone uses it. Um, they're very thoughtful about how they design it so that um, it is it offers the amenity offers something to a range of residents and and I, I think I'd like to think that in that example Detroit um, learned from some experiences that other cities have when they went to go do a large-scale public-private partnership development what are you working on now uh, in Detroit you know what communities are you working in now and um, and what are some of the uh, highlights of those projects that uh, you think people should know about? Yeah, we have um, we have two projects underway that um, I think I always uh, like to take time to mention. We have a you know more than a half dozen projects uh, going uh, currently, but two that we have I think are really special. So we're developing a, a large. Um, apartment home community in Eastern Market, so um, near Gratiot and, um, and Russell Street. And um, this community is also going to have um, retail, um, retail that faces Gratiot. Uh, it'll, it's been designed in a way that um, is very inviting for people who don't necessarily live there. So if you think about some of the work that's been done in downtown with these alleys that get activated and they turn into kind of like convening places and, and social spaces onto themselves. Um, we've designed this project with a little with some of those elements in mind so you don't have to live there to really enjoy um, this development. The other thing that we're really excited about um, and we are um, we're, we're uh, nearing the end of this project um, but about a year and a half ago, we invested in the North End neighborhood in Detroit. And um, over the last uh, you know, year, 18 months, we've um, renovated or built new um, almost 30 homes. And it's all been done in a micro neighborhood. And we've, um, because of how we concentrated this investment into three blocks, uh, you can really see how blight has been eliminated, how vacancy has been eliminated, uh, and we've restored historic homes, we've, we've um, put brand new modern homes up for families who like a newer product, and, uh, and it's, all, it's all home ownership, so it's all for sale, and it's, um, it's doing really, really well, and it's serving as a model for how you can go into some of Detroit's neighborhoods where you still have the legacy of blight and abandonment, and take a few blocks at a time and completely, um, you know, uh, change the, um, the 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 trajectory of, of where that neighborhood is headed. You mentioned gentrification before, which is a dirty word, uh, and I'm wondering, in the areas that you've started to develop, 
have you received any pushback or opposition from folks who think that this is a step towards gentrification that yeah they're a nonprofit they're 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 saying they're doing this for the right reasons but we think this we think otherwise we think that there is an ulterior motive here yeah earlier i mentioned that i don't say the g word and when <laughs> when i do have to say the g word i always level set about what people mean and so um so so our definition here at Develop Detroit is the classic definition where um, you have change, um, generally economically driven change, that leads to the displacement of people. Um, we have worked, we, we see ourselves as the opposite of that. So when we, um, you know, um, sometimes we'll buy apartment buildings whenever we do that. Um, our goal is to own that apartment building long term with a zero displacement policy. So if you've been there, when we take over a building, we want you to stay and we'll try to find a way to um, make that a long-term reality for you. Um, we, with the home building program that I told you about earlier, we were very deliberate and um, we only bought vacant and abandoned property. So we weren't interested. We weren't knocking on doors trying to convince somebody who'd been there for 20 years to sell our house because they can make a quick buck. We don't, we, you know, we, we want to know who you are, but we don't. We want you to stay because you're the reason that there's enough of a neighborhood to even have a discussion, right? Um, and so, um, so we 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 approach the G word and the, the effects of that um, very uh, very deliberately. And are there any other words that you're not allowed to share or, or say, or is it just interpretation? Just that one, because okay. it's well, because it's so it's so loaded, and everybody actually has a personalized understanding of what it means. Yeah. And so I can go into a room and think I'm having a conversation about gentrification, and some people don't care about displacement, they just care about why is the rent going up? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, maybe one day they'll make that connection, but really they're just so focused on, you know, rent. Or I can go somewhere, I can go to another converse, part of the, that same conversation, and people aren't focused on prices, they're not focused on displacement, but what they're focused on is, um, is curation, right? And so, so who gets to decide, you know, what type of restaurant opens where, and how come these places open up and they don't look like they're for me? They look like they're for people who are not here, and it's just, it just, it. So we 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 try to focus on. <laughs> Do you typically engage with the community as you're going into these projects? Like, I'm just curious to hear what you know everybody else within that neighborhood are saying about the yeah we um, we have a we have a pretty well developed community engagement um, approach and uh, it it as you can imagine depends on the type of project um, but at minimum it's uh, you know a few in-person community meetings where the 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 project teams the people who are working most directly on the project are there introducing it introducing themselves to community um, we often have design charrettes where uh, we show community residents what we're thinking, um, but um, but um, are you know usually very transparent that you know we're we are with some exceptions we're not the people who are living here and who are going to experience it. And so, what do you think about what we're thinking, and how can we make it better, or how can we better serve you? Um, and we, um, we very authentically make changes based on the feedback um, that we get from people. So, um, you know, to, that's actually to me one of the more interesting aspects of, of this work is, um, you know, 
you, you're going into, I mean, people's neighborhoods are their homes. And, um, and yes, in theory, I can buy a piece of property and now I own it and I can do what I want. Um, but, um, but that's such a crummy way to approach going into somebody's house, right? Like it's just, you know, it, it just, it's not how I would ever want to experience development where I live. And, um, and, uh, and I think that kind of golden rule we learned as kids, like don't do stuff to other people that you don't want done to you, um, that, that does permeate our work here. All right. Well, I guess we'll we'll have to have another conversation regarding uh, continued revitalization uh, of Detroit. And uh, what I'd like to do is leave uh, leave our listeners off with your purposeful pitch regarding develop Detroit. You know what they should know about you folks uh, and how they might be able to find more information or or uh, if they want to partner with you down the road. You can find Develop Detroit on the internet at developdetroit.org. We are also present on all of the social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And uh, if you are at all interested um, in ways that you can help uh, build stronger Detroit communities, more vibrant, vibrant communities, please reach out to us. Thank you, Sonia. Appreciate your time. Thank you.